Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your marketing BFF. Before today's episode, I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confetti in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool dot click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks from marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools plus you get workshops seats, group work and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field so what are you waiting for no i mean it Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are proudly bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School. It's Fab here, founder and head teacher of, guess what, Alt Marketing School. I know, right? Today, I am not alone. Today, I'm indeed with a good friend, an incredible storyteller, and one of our incredible teachers for our introductory course, the amazing Amanda. Let me tell you a bit more about Amanda Baker before we say hi. Amanda is the founder and creator of the Five Stories Methodology, and she is obsessed, I repeat, obsessed with helping founders and their business tell stories that connect with people. In 2012, she raised some money for her fashion startup and three years later, it failed to reach product market fit because she was communicating the wrong story to the wrong people. Over the years, she's learned a lot of business struggles to tell their stories in a clear, confident and creative way. Now she's on a mission to help the ones doing good in the world get the attention they deserve. Now you can get kind of why, (laughs) why we are gravitating towards Amanda. So far, Amanda's worked with hundreds of businesses of all shapes and sizes to help them tell their story in five stories. Her methodology is loved and trusted by London Business School, Google, Capital Enterprise, Bethnal Green uh, Ventures, that's the one, 
uh, global startup communities, and I should add, Alt Marketing School, because indeed, she's also spreading the love about five stories to our students. Hello, Amanda, how are you doing? Oh, hey, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's so wonderful to see you and be here in this space with you and also be teaching alongside you as well. It's um, an absolute joy. How are you? I am. I am great. I'm excited. I, I told Amanda, I threw my questions in my prep out of the way, out of the window. Not really, not actually out of the window, but almost because uh, we had chats before, both for pleasure and also for other podcasts. So we kind of knew what we were doing. So we, we know what we're doing. So we didn't need any any prep. So how, how are you feeling though? Because I'm actually bringing you some icebreaker questions. So I'm actually bringing you some structure. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Bring it. Bring it. Well, <laughs> I am so excited to hear your answer for this one because I genuinely love it even more when I know already the person. <clears throat> what would be a trivia category you'd be really good at and why, Amanda? You can choose any. You can create your own if you want as well. A trivia category I'll be really good at and why? Oh, man, you got me. You got me. You got me. Um, do you know what? I don't think I'd be good at any. <laughs> I if I'm completely honest with you, I don't think I'm like, whenever I play games like that at Christmas and birthdays, like, I'm always the really, I'm, I'm the loser. Like, I'm always the person that loses that is really, really bad at it. Quizzes, bad. I am bad. You don't want me on your team. Um, what, yeah. What about I stories? Think... What about stories? What about yeah, talking I mean, around stories? Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because my partner always says, you know, if it if it was about branding and storytelling, like you'd absolutely nail it. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, but sadly, it's not. You know, um, but yeah, I guess. But I guess from more of the strategic sort of side, like. Yeah, I'm not the best when it comes to remembering like the names of things, if I'm completely honest with you. Like, I don't know. And I'll happily admit that. I don't know why. I just never really have been the best at that kind of stuff. But I'm always good at, at, at talking about how it, you know, how something has made me feel. And of course, telling the story, um, which is something, you know, I love listening to stories and telling stories. That's my thing. But yeah, it's a tough one. I did actually float around with like, you know, Spice Girls. But that would be with it. Spice Girls could be a category. I don't know. Could it be a category? No, I mean, I was a massive fan of the Spice Girls back in the day. Massive, massive fan. And I also love hip hop and R&B and Old School Garage. Like, that's a bit of me. Anything on that. Like, it's funny because when, where was I? I can't remember where I was, but I think I was in, oh, I was in IB from my Hindu and 21 Seconds, So Solo Crew came on and we we're just like, yeah, 21 Seconds, da, 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 21 Seconds. Da, da. Like, yeah, I know all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can no, you genuinely gonna... can make your own that's the thing you genuinely can make your own so if you want to go with pop lyrics you could even go with that if you want to go with spice girls you actually are not the first one who went with spice girls really so, indeed oh. indeed you will be surprised i miss the spice girls days i miss the bedding i miss the album i miss the collecting the photographs i mean yeah that was the thing wasn't it like love those yeah brilliant brilliant you want to take it one next level? I'll give you the one next level. Uh, I did somehow, I think, decals of both Backstreet Boys and Spice Girls onto pencils. So I created my own 
really not unsold merchandise. I was on it. I was like, well, I'm going to make Spice Girl stuff. If I can't have it, I'm going to create my own. So I had pencils, I had pens, I had notebooks. Then I love that. I have a story like that, actually. I, I, um, so I'm, I'm guessing, I think, we, I feel like we've spoken about this before, like massive fan when I was younger, grew up with like Art Attack, Smart, and was always sitting in front of the com- um, computer definitely my computer that wasn't even there around those days um sitting in front of the tv just copying like what they were making and just sort of like yeah they're making that i'm gonna do it better i'm gonna do it my way but i always remember i was obsessed at one point with, i don't know if you ever watched the film the borrowers um i was really oh it's basically about these little people yeah these little people that live in a house and it, the house is getting knocked down and they have to go find a new home all this kind of stuff it's great it's a great film i'm, a, I'm like obsessed with that film and i just became really like obsessed with making matchstick borrowers and then just taking it into school this is like primary school and getting all my friends rallying them all up and getting them to play borrowers and everyone was just like loving it it was great I was like yeah we'll make this thing on the playground like let's go play borrowers and borrow some borrowers <laughs> and they're just these little matchsticks that I'd make and then sell so you're a trendsetter basically that's kind of like hustler and trendsetter I like that so actually, I have, a, I have yeah. the second question then. I'm, I'm kind of wondering whether the second question that's going to be the answer. What is the first job you had and what did you learn from it? Would you consider your borrower's age a job? But if not, yeah. what is the first job you had and what did you learn from it? So funny you asked that. That was a question that was asked with all my Hindu party and I got it wrong. <laughs> so I said that my first job was, um, was basically, um, oh, what was it? like a newspaper, newspaper round. Um, But actually, if like, and I did get paid for that. I did it with a friend. Absolutely hated doing it because carrying newspapers is just not the one. But did it for a little bit. And then I got a job. um, It's a place in Reading where I grew up and it's called The Food Circle. And my job was when I was 13 and I made jacket potatoes. I used to stuff the potatoes with tuna and egg and stuff and serve them. That was my job. Yeah. <laughs> what did you learn from it? Aside from obviously making jack potatoes, maybe that's it, to be honest. Maybe that's what you learned from it. I'll make a mean jack potato. <laughs> no, no, in all honesty, like I went from there, and then I went into like retail. I worked in um mobile phone shops for a lot of my a lot of my younger years actually, from um sort of sixteen all the way up to part time. Um, through uni and through the early days of starting my business and stuff up until like sort of 20, 21, actually longer than that because I went and got a part-time job again um, and that's how I met my partner which we can get into that at another point but yeah I think what and even when I went abroad I was a promoter abroad for a little bit as well I was an annoying person running down the street after you to say come into my bar, bar and get on free, give you a free shot, yeah and your children, it's definitely family friendly friendly. and uh, what I really loved about doing all that work was just talking to so many different groups of people different people from different walks of life and having conversations I just loved having conversations with people and getting to know people and asking about their you know oh, where did you grow up oh, oh tell, tell me about oh you got children yeah cool what do they do oh, what do you do for work okay cool why do you do that like, you know, there's just so much like there's just so much to people like so so much there's so much there that you know, you, you don't see unless you have a conversation. Um, and that's something that I'm really 
like I'm really grateful for. I, I, you know, I've always been, I've always been a curious, curious, nosy person when it comes to people's lives and wanting to get to know people. Um, even since I was a very, very young girl, three years old, going to town with my nan, hopping on the bus. I wouldn't stay sitting next to her. I'd go and sit next to someone else and then I'd go and sit next to someone else and I'd borrow someone's hat and then I'd come back and sit next to my nan with a hat on my head that wasn't mine and then I'd, I'd just make friends with the bus. I'd make friends with everybody on the bus. And I'd be like, oh, nan, yeah, Tommy, man, I'm putting me out. And literally, like, that's, that was me. That was me. I will say that there's something that we retained in the older ages. I can attest I've been, I've been being around you for a while and at different occasions. That's the beauty of it. Like, you can see... Amanda, because she's like hopping around the room, whereas you usually find me in one little, in one little space, in one little moment, kind of regrouping myself. I'm an introverted extrovert, and people wouldn't guess it about me, but I genuinely like, yeah. I genuinely need to recharge my energies. If I'm around people for a while, I'm like, nah, I need my space. Uh, but um, it is one of the funny things. But as you said, it's something which is obviously what you do, what we're going to talk about. is something really magical in allowing people to share their story and encouraging them to tell them, because I think, we're going to get into it in a second, I, I, I imagine. But a lot of us kind of rush themselves with their stories. Like one of the most interesting things when we talk about storytelling in our in introductory course, which is the one that you also share your five stories in, like our students really struggle with actually taking time to tell their stories. They want it to be done. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That, that's what happened. And I'm like, but the magic of the story is not the end. It's what happens within. It's the journey itself that you take. It's the lessons. It's all the different things. But I can see how a lot of them are very uncomfortable sharing their own stories or their company stories or just kind of unraveling that because we feel like we need to get it done and done quickly. That's, that's one of the things that I've noticed a lot with some of our students as well. Yeah, it's, it is a thing. I think that sort of feeling stuck with your story is definitely something that comes up time and time again, but in different kind of, you know, different, different personal experiences, life experiences that causes them to feel stuck. Yeah, I mean, I think the reality is like, you know, what's your story? That question It's just like, I like, it's so big. Like, I mean, where do you want me to start? And then I think, I also think there isn't enough space safe space and um in in the world for people to feel comfortable with opening up and and being real and and like sort of sharing sharing it how it actually is um I don't think the the world of social media does a great job of helping with that I think it's getting better I don't think I think we've got a long long way to go and are we ever going to be you know like how, how do you practice being yourself I don't think it's that it comes down to that like practice being yourself practice sharing your stories, practice telling your stories, practice connecting with your stories, practice feeding your stories, because the story is never ending. I, I, you know, I agree with you. the story is never ended. It isn't, it's, it's a never ending story. It's, and it shouldn't be a story that ends. It's a story that, you know, great stories live on and on and on and are told by people that live afterwards and afterwards and afterwards and afterwards, you know, like, I think it's, yeah, I, I, I think sharing, your story is a really scary thing because it's you know it's an it's an invitation to to sort of say hey this is me I'm exposed I'm vulnerable like it is a scary thing I think and I guess this is also why the, the work I do matters so much not just on a business level but on a personal level too because the businesses that we create and I work very closely with founders that the businesses we create are so emotionally attached to us as the creators but at the moment there's there's nothing really that exists out there to help the creators, aka the founders and the business owners, figure out, okay, well, what connects me to this? 
Like what emotionally connects me to this and how do I articulate that? Which is why I'm here doing this work and getting up out of bed every day and hustling and grafting and grinding and doing, you know, busting my ass every day. You know, like, how do I articulate why this matters to me so much or why this matters, matters to my customers so much or why this matters to the world so much? Does it? Like, or am I just doing this because I like doing it? It's so much. It is a mess. And I think that's the reality of storytelling. And when it comes to that point of, oh, now I need to share my story, it feels all over the place for many, especially in the early days of, of creating something or coming up with an idea or, you know, wanting to show yourself more if you're building a personal brand. It, it just feels messy. It feels, it, it just feels yeah like it doesn't feel connected it, and you know it's there and you know it's good and you know it's there's some really amazing things in there that will connect with people but how do you then connect with that first to be able to tell it in a way that will connect with people that's the bit that is really hard to navigate and 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 connect yeah to to get clear on I think which is one of the reasons why five stories exists I love what you mentioned that all of it, but I definitely love something that I think a lot of listeners will resonate with, which is the aspect of feeling like you are in that safe space to be able to share your story. And again, us collectively creating that safe space. And there's obviously there's some control that we can have with the people that we let in, with the people that follow us, the people we follow, the people we connect with, depending on where you are. But I still believe that you know, as you said, there's still a lot of work to be done. And also think there's a, a bit of more kindness to be sprinkled around, which is also why, again, I love that we can work together and we can help you share your five stories also with our students, because what we're about is encouraging people to market and tell stories. They speak to the hearts, not to the brains. So my question is, we, you kind of told us a bit, but um, since we ask everyone, I'm going to ask you anyway, what does making a positive impact on your audience mean to you Amanda and why I think making making a positive impact on my audience means I guess it's a really good question I think when I think to think about the people that five stories exists for um so I'm answering this in the context of in in of of five stories making an impact on 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 its audience I think it comes down to I think making an impact is I don't know why I'm pausing so much here but I think it's because I've got quite a few things that I could say <laughs> you can say them all if you want to yeah I'm just really I'm trying to probably think too big here but making a positive impact on my audience is about being something that is always there to help them when they feel lost with their story. I think making a positive impact is making them feel like there's something that can always, they can always go back to and enabling them to have that clarity and confidence with showing up and communicating and telling their story and knowing the people that are going to hear it are going to resonate with it. And because they resonate with it, they feel connected to it and feel inspired to do something because of it, whether that's make a different choice, whether that's to 
yeah take take an action in some way shape or form that could end up making a positive difference in the world in some way big or small I, I think that's what that that's how I sort of see it it's it's not the impact that it necessarily necessarily makes on that human being I think it's the impact that it makes on them that then they can then go and create the impact for what they're trying to do through their work too that, that that's that's what I think it means for me I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And I love that we got you stumbled there. Usually, like, she goes on, she knows it, but we got you stumbled. And again, I appreciate that it's a really big question for a lot of us, you know, so I'm not not underestimating that at all. But what I love is that what you do, and the reason also, again, why I asked you to come and teach what you do for us is because I think we all know, but not all of us practice and appreciate that marketing at its core and obviously growing a brand and making an impact or making a difference is not really as much about us. It's about actually the ripple effect that we have on others with the intention, the actions that we do, the stories that we tell. And I think a lot of us forget that is all about, well, ROI, again, when you have a bit of marketing background, ROI, metrics, sales, all cool, all gravy. I know that's what makes the world go around, but at the end of the day, what people really connect with is people. And what people really connect with is the little lessons and um, talking about emotions and feelings that you talked about at the beginning. The Maya Angelou quote that I'm going to butcher, and I'm sorry, I, I never say it exactly how it is, but you know, you might forget what people say to you, but you're never forgetting how they make you feel, you know? And I think the more we remember that, the more we know that we actually have tools at our disposals that can help us do that, which is our stories. You know, that's that's the power of it. And I actually want to ask you now, based on that, this very, I, I got myself inspired, as you can hear. It's like, <gasps> I want to ask you, um, how can we get people started to this journey? Now, we are natural storytellers. I'm humble, and I'm going to say that. So for, for me, telling stories is something that I love doing. You're something that you do, and you constantly practice. But there are some listeners who might be like, this is gravy, but I don't know where to start. I don't know how to start. As you said, I'm stuck. Is there anything that people can get back to or they can think about when they want to start sharing their stories, but they don't know what, how, or where? Yeah, I mean, Five Stories is a great place to start, if I say so myself. Um, <laughs> oh, hey. um, I mean, you've got to take every opportunity as a sales opportunity, right? So, yeah, I would hundred. Yeah, I mean... I've been there, like, I've been there many, many times, been in that place where I've been stuck and like, who am I? And what am I doing? And what does it mean? Oh, man, it's, 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 it happens to everybody. Um, And I think, so, I mean, I could recommend loads of books. I've read loads of books, but I haven't finished many of them because I got bored. But I think there, there is, there's, there, there's a lot of things and a lot of, books out there and there's a lot of podcasts out there and there's a lot of incredible experienced storytellers out there that can help the thing is when I went and on that journey to figure out okay well what's my story how do I actually connect with it there was nothing out there that really helped me there's nothing out there that really broke it down and I mean break it down into really simple bite-sized nuggets of information that make sense that don't overwhelm my mind with all of this other stuff that I think about because I've got so much other stuff on my plate to do around my business and there wasn't really anything there was nothing that really there was nothing that 
felt easy and there was nothing really that felt fun as well and that pissed me off and it also at that at that time as well I was also working an agency um working on purpose mission and vision statements for business for businesses and writing these statements like oh yeah PMV we called it and getting paid a lot of money not me the agency to write these purpose mission and vision statements that were going to sit in these lovely beautifully designed brand books for businesses and they didn't really do anything with them it just they just stayed there they didn't live and breathe them they didn't they didn't actively live the story and that pissed me off too <laughs> so I was just like this doesn't make sense this does not make sense why does nothing exist like what like what really what how do you break down your story um so there was that how do you also tell a story that connects with people that people actually really want to hear like what like what what is that and then how do you use those stories to help guide your practical marketing efforts too so it was just like those sort of three things I was like that like there's nothing I didn't really come across anything that helped to do that so I thought okay I'm going to create that um and of course like the purpose the mission the vision those were stories that I was very familiar with that I'd be writing time and time again for for different brands and businesses and then I was like okay cool well actually the empathy story is an important one it's actually probably the most important one um because without the empathy story like you're not talking you're not you're not without the empathy story you can't have that emotional connection with the people that you want to listen aka your, your audience your customers um because the empathy story is exists within your whole story to help you communicate in a way that shows that you understand how your audience are, f- are feeling and why they're feeling that way and that's the first story because okay well they're they're going they're experience you know your audience have experienced something and because they've experienced that thing they feel a certain way but that story automatically gives you that glue to say oh hey I, I've got something that can help you like let's you show up in their life and then you can tell that purpose story which is why you exist in their life in in that world with your with your creation and the purpose story is of course okay well this is why we're here this is why we're here because you feel this way and we can help you get over here and then the origin story is of course like the story about all the journey like you know the 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 reason why why you as a business started and the journey that you're on because I think you said it earlier fab like that people want to you know it's not just enough to say oh this is what we do and this is why we're better and this is how we do it differently it's not enough anymore you've got to show the journey you've got to take people on the journey with your business you want to build a community it's not just your business selling something to a group of people it's actually inviting people to come with you on the journey and learn with you and then the product story but it's also telling the product story from the perspective of your audience and so many businesses don't do that they bang on about their products in ways that their business that 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 are that that don't really make sense to their customers because they haven't done the work to listen they haven't done the work to really listen to who they are how they're feeling why they're feeling that way what they need what they want what matters to the, to the what matters to them what they care about they haven't done that work so they're banging on about a product that is from ego and not care it's not enough 
And then the vision story, of course, is the fifth story, which is, you know, the final one of the pack that creates the fourth story, um, the, f- the five stories, the full story. Not four stories, is that? Um, and that's all about the vision of, of your, the future and where you're going and, and inviting your audience to come with you. So those are, and I, and I guess the five stories, this is a long answer to your question, but you know, the five stories is a great place to start because honestly, it just really simplifies your story into five simple ones and helps you break it down and understand the role each one plays in connecting you emotionally to the people that you exist for as a business, as a brand. And that's what it's about. And my work with Five Stories is here to do that. And of course, delivering this methodology through through your marketing school. God, I can't get my words out today. Old marketing school. Do you know what? Sometimes I'm on my words up. I got that out right at school. And yeah, that's that's my mission, just to help as many people as possible. Like Because there's so many stories that aren't being told, that are stuck inside because people don't know where to start. And then when they do start, they get jumbled up and they get pissed off and then they end up not telling any stories at all. And we don't want that. That's a waste. Very, very true. Actually, what you made me think about when you were recounting the different stories and giving us a great summary of them as well, especially if people haven't heard of them before, reminded me of one of uh, my favorite slides from your uh, from your workshop that uh, obviously you were giving to the students of the introduction to positive input marketing. And I'll butcher again what you wrote there, but this, the gist of it is that the point of building a brand is to be something people want in their lives. And I think that sentence or something that was like that <laughs> took a picture somewhere. It. it really spoke to me. It really spoke to me because I was like, I think that's the thing. Even our students, as we started the workshop, they might have been thinking, okay, that's great. But how, what is it adding? And as you said, is is reframing a bit what we think or we know that we need to have, which is the vision, the purpose, the mission, and it's all great. But then how can we actually, as you say, connect on a deeper level with these stories by giving different aspects and answering almost different questions that our audience is asking itself? And um, I'm not going to put you on the spot because I'm going to ask you a bit of a harder question, which is there's a type of story that maybe fits in one of these five, but also might not. But I know that is a story that a lot of us share, but also struggle sharing, which is our failures. And I know it's something that you're really good at sharing, some of the things that you learned from some of these moments. And it's something that also I, I'm going to say love to, to hate doing, but I do it as well. And I kind of share some of the lessons from some of the hiccups and the, and the stumbles, stumble blocks. But I know that a lot of people see them these days because a lot more founders and, and personal brands and people share them. But also I know there's a lot of resistance. So how can we actually share a story of a failure and reframe it as a lesson? What would you say to somebody who really wants to do that or feels prompted to share a story but they're struggling? Because as you said as well before, the emotional attachment that we have to some of these stories and our brands. Yeah, I I think looking at a failure in a different way, I think it has to start there, if I'm honest with you, because I had to go on that journey. I think if you want to share, you know, I think failure, uh, yeah, fail- at the end of the day, failure is your, your when you fall, when you fail, it's your invitation. It's like this voice saying, hey, do you want to get back up again? Like, that was fun. What did you learn? Let's go, let's go again. Come on, let's go again. You're, you're an entrepreneur, you're a creator. Get back up, dust yourself off. Let's go again. And I think, and I think that's the beauty of a failure because it's something that's come to an end. But 
instead of being sad about it, what if we could just smile about it and then get up and go again? And I think, I think really thinking about that, but you're going again and what the beauty of that failure is, is that you're going again, but you're going again wiser, smarter. You've got, you've got some more ammo. Do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, all right, I just know not to do that again. And I'm just going to get back up and go and do it. But at least I know not to do that. Let's roll. So I think I think it first starts up with, with the sharing that story. Like you need to get in that headspace of all right. Well, it isn't a failure. It's a it, it is it's it's something that happened that didn't work out and or the way I I think also it's only a failure when it didn't work out the way you planned it to. <laughs> like you know, for some people, people might have planned it to work out a different way and therefore it wouldn't be a failure. So I don't know, but I th- I think it's just all a lot of that stuff is in our heads, right? So I think first thing try and get in the headspace if you can of just you know journaling if that's a thing that you do or leaving yourself a voice note just say okay well what did I learn from that experience you know but actually just maybe also even um looking at experience like why did it fail like that that's probably the first thing why do you why do you think it failed and then what does that mean for the next time that you go off on this journey or what does that mean for you know for for other people that might be trying the same thing so you can actually share share those learnings and help others not take those wrong turns that you did um and that's been something that's really helped me with sharing very very openly and honestly the the fuck-ups that I've made along the way and I've made many and and I think it is just really thinking about hey like the good thing is that you've got this stuff to share with the world that actually can help people now like this is amazing because you did the work you got hurt but you're still here to tell the story like congratulations friend no I think that's the vibe I'm digging that vibe and as well as the vibe I'm also I'm 100% with you when it comes to the reframing and obviously you give us also I like that you give us a spin of well turning that uh, failure the obstacle the mistake hiccup call it as you wish into like lessons that you can help others that might be experiencing that, who have experienced that, I think is also a great reminder. Uh, but you're right, it, it mainly comes down to us. And I also find that, and this is kind of talking about a bit of like, talk about ammo, uh, ammo I'm thinking about armor as well, is having your own, uh, in knowing what would happen if you tell a story and for some reason it triggers you or some of the responses trigger you or some of the things that happen around that might actually bring some feelings around you. I find that if you want to share your story, some of these things could happen. And I find that for me, the best thing is to know that I have people around me. That's kind of my armor, I would say, that I can talk to and be like, you know, this actually brought up these feelings for me. And I have a safe space, as we said at the the beginning, finding that safe space to reflect on that. Because I believe that some little sensitive people like myself uh, find that that can happen. But I think anybody can find that that can happen. When you t- do tell a story for the first time, you actually put it down there. It might bring up feelings that you weren't expecting. And it will. And it really will. Because how often do we actually tell our stories and share our stories? Not very often. And I'm talking about that, the, 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 the ugly bits, the messy bits, the hard bits, the heavy bits. I'm talking about those bits that we very rarely do because we always want, especially in the world of digital the digital world or even in the world like when we're around our family and that we don't want people we don't want to burden people with our pain we don't want to you know we don't want people to see us suffering but actually sharing those stories what we're doing is saying hey like we're giving people an opportunity to 
to, to I guess in a way like by sharing our stories and those hard stories those heavy stories we are saying to people that perhaps might be experiencing what we've experienced or are or have experienced or or are currently experiencing we're giving them a message we're saying hey like you know I've been through this too you're not alone like this is normal this 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 happens and 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 yeah like we're, I think we're making people feel less alone by sharing our stories we're also giving people an invitation to share theirs in return and that's how you create you know this I, I honestly do think storytelling is gonna gonna save many of the 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 awful things that are going on in the world around loneliness, around mental, you know, around suicide, around Black Lives Matter, around uh, just to help everybody connect in ways that we haven't connected before. Because I think stories are the only, you know, I think stories are the, stories, storytelling is universal. It's something that every single human being, every single human being shares as a gift on this planet. And we, you know, the, the, the more we all learn how to tell our stories, I think the more, We'll all see each other, hear each other, understand each other. And I think that's, that's, only good can come out of that. Because we all have more in common than we think. And and I don't think there's enough people, I think the more people really learn story skills and storytelling, like, and, and not just that, because you've got the story skills and storytelling that comes after you've actually personally connected with the story. But you've got to do that layer first. And I think that's the layer. People sh- jump straight into storytelling. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You've missed out a layer. <laughs> you need to connect with it and create the safe space and create that energy between you and the story. There's an emotional connection there that you have to have first before you go and share it with the world because that's how you make sure that that story is, is as authentic as it should be. And to give it the most, you know to give it all that goodness to to help people really feel it and see it and connect with it and be like yeah cool that's 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 me too like I see myself in that story like thank you for sharing it and making me feel less alone like yeah I've rambled a bit there but um yeah there's some storytelling is just magic (laughs) it really is and I've got I'm not there with it all yet like I've created this framework and I'm taking it to a whole new level now I don't just want my my mind's been I literally it keeps me awake at night like I I think about this like the five stories day in day out and I'm constantly I mean I I literally go out and say oh yeah there's the origin story oh yeah there's the vision story oh yeah and I have conversations like oh that was the purpose story like you know I'm such a geek with it all now but what I'm really trying to do is it's not just it's 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 not I don't want just my mind on it. it should never ever just be my mind on it like five stories is a community of very diverse minds that are all coming at it and using this framework in their own ways in different in different situations it's not just just for building brands and helping the next generation of uh, impact-driven businesses get off the ground it's it's so much more than that and I'm really excited for future stuff preach it's good. Like exciting, excited rambles are the best because it means that we're feeling it, we're seeing where things are leading. So I'm, I'm all for it. I'm gonna, I would excitedly ramble with you, but I have quick fire questions to ask you. So I will let you, <laughs> you be my storyteller, and I shall be your Virgil if oh. you have a bit of a divine comedy in there. Everybody else, oh, yeah. language student. Anyway, um, so as Virgil, 
took Dante through the journey, I will ask you some quick quiet questions, which are not going to go through hell, I promise. The first one is, um, Amanda, what underrated tool or tools are indispensable for your everyday work? So if you were to pick a tool or a couple of tools, what would they be for your day-to-day? Pencil. Pencil. Post-it note. <laughs> I was going to say, what are you going to use the pencil on? <laughs> I was like, just the pencil itself. I like it. A pencil, a post-it note. Yeah, a tool. Yeah, a pencil, post-it note and a face mask. Are you trying to tell me that most of your meetings have a face mask on and people don't know? It's like video off. I like that. Yeah, I've got one on now. Yeah. No, I haven't actually, but I did have one on this morning. Yeah, I love a face mask. I love a face. I I mean, you can't knock a bit of pampering in the morning before you start your work. A lot of the time I'm doing writing in the morning, I've got a face mask on. uh, I'm also using them more because I'm getting married and I want to have nice skin. (laughs) (laughs) It's giving me life. That, That is the combination of that is giving me life. I love that um thank you for that now i'm even more scared of asking this question now what is the last picture that you took on your phone that you can share with us you know just in case probably a selfie of me i'll take that if it's not rude oh what was that um a last picture um (laughs) uh well it was actually a screenshot of um it's not a picture, that was more of a recording. So it's a screenshot of a, a book that I'm listening to called 101 Simple Truths for a Better Life. Um, and it's a really, it's by a poet um, called The Humble, I think it's called, he's called The Humble Poet. And yeah, I just did a screen recording and that's just in my photos, as you can see here. Oh, it's a screen recording of a chapter that really connected with me. So yeah, that's it. I love it. Um, but if you actually go through it, I've also got a picture of a package. This is the actual picture. And that's a package, which I have over there, which I sent to my maid of honour because it's got her flower crown in it. I love it. it. She's, she's not going to hear it. I'll be fine. No, but my, my partner is next door and I don't want him to know what mm-hmm. um the vibe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. If, if anyone wants to listen to this, it's going to be like, oh, what they were talking about us now. I mean, I will tell him if you are listening, hi. And for everybody else and anybody who got married <laughs> ever, um, that's also what I was thinking is I literally pictures, uh, screenshots, videos of wedding related stuff took over my phone for the last two months before I got married. So it's not uncommon that there will be something, something you find, something you love, something you need to do. There's always something in that even in the form of photos. So the secret is Mm -hmm. safe with us. (laughs) That's all I wanted to know. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Now, what is your favourite social media platform, let's say maybe at the moment, and why? Uh, LinkedIn definitely, I think, is my favourite. I don't know if favourite is the right word. I think the LinkedIn is... is, I don't really have a favourite. I actually think, to be honest, social media really does like... It feels quite it weight. It's weight for me. It's it feels quite heavy, and it always likes to steal a lot of my time and attention, um, for no no apparent reason. Just just does. But um, I guess the platform that I think is really um, helping, like inspiring me, 
um, and helping me connect with people, which is what I think social media is about, is meant to be about. And having really meaningful conversations and, you know, all that kind of stuff, sharing stories is, is LinkedIn. And it's, it's yeah, a really lovely place for, for me to share the stories in a way that feel comfortable to me. Um, and also have meaningful conversations and meet people that care about the same things and believe the same things that I do. And it's just a great way to meet people, I think. So I think, yeah, I'm going to say LinkedIn. Love it. Well, who's the last person you connected with on LinkedIn then? Or you followed either? The last person I connected with is... Actually, I was actually looking at... I don't know. Not the greatest with names. Um, <laughs> um, the last person I... Well, the last post I liked was your post. I love that picture of you, by the way. Uh, really cool team. Yeah, that was the last that was the last post I liked. Um and the last person I connected with was a person called um, Annabelle. And I don't know why we connected. Oh yeah. Um a communication <laughs> strategist at VC at VCCP, an advertising agency in London. So yeah. Love it. And finally, maybe the hardest question of them all, and the final one, is if you could broadcast one message onto everybody's phone, what would that one message be? Your story lives here in five stories. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> I love that. I like when it comes down like straight away. I like it when you've got a little like tagline head. I like that. I like that. Well, Manda, thank you so much thank once again <laughs> for sharing you. your five stories with us. Again, thank you so much for uh, like still being willing and being so excited to join us um, in the in the school and the faculty to share five stories also with our students, it means so much for us. It's not just about me, it's about us as a team and what we can do together and all the beautiful people we can bring together. So having you is a pleasure and an honor. And obviously I'm gonna say, before I let you tell us where they can find out more about you, if you do want to learn more about five story within all marketing school, then don't forget to check out our introduction to positive impact marketing course. That's where Amanda lives and is in the show notes. But in the show notes, you will also find more things about Amanda. So tell us, where can people find out more about you and Five Stories now? Oh, yeah. Um, so find out more about me and Five Stories, the best place and where I'm most active, I would say, is LinkedIn. So you can find me, um, if you just type into the search, Amanda Baker, I should come up um I might not I don't know and five stories on LinkedIn as well as where we're also most active we go through a revamp of our um, brand at the moment I think you know practice what you preach man like we've got to reconnect with our stories and make sure that they still feel true they mean something and they're promises we can live up to so we're just in the middle of doing all of that at the moment and we're going to be showing up in a in a, a refreshed way um, from October. So, uh, yeah, but for now, we're staying active on LinkedIn only. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to connect with you and learn more about you and follow your journeys and uh, share a bit of mine too. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Alt Marketing School. Until next time. <laughs>